Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. I believe in NXT. Just look to the UWP. There's a chance we can review it now. We'll review it until the sun goes down. I believe in NXT. Let's go. <laughs> Sensational. I like uh, that you took time to write them down. I've got to write them down now. It's, it gets a bit complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to the NXT review from the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Me, Aaron Statcliffe, Aaron Statcliffe, whatever you want to call me. There seems to be multiple names. Cunt, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> and the lovely Troy, our, some say, head of the table. Some, some. Not, days not, a cunt. Not you though. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darling. Are you right? Hi. It, it's been, it must be like a full week since the last NXT one that we've spoke. I, I mean, that's that's usually how these programs work, isn't well, it? Once a week. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, but we usually speak throughout the week. But we do. Really yeah, happen. no. I've been busy this week. Well, drinking the body. Drinking the body. <laughs> you have. So I heard. <laughs> I wasn't there for gaming on Saturday, but I heard you came in spicy. Oh, the spicy. <laughs> For those that don't know, uh, check out our Twitch uh, at Untitled Rest Pod. Um, not just for last week, but for every week and every week after this week, uh, where we do lots of live gaming throughout the week and an open invite on the weekend. So you can come and check us out and join us. Um, what are we doing? Oh, we're doing NXT, but have you got some tidbits, mate? Um, I, I do. Um, don't you wish your tidbit was hot like me? Don't you wish your trinket was a freak like me? Don't you? Oh, don't you? <laughs> I'm not sure what I prefer, that or your Mandy Rose music impersonation. <laughs> Mandy. <laughs> hey, slim pickings a day for tidbits, that's for sure. Uh, we're doing the third and fourth. Um, so on the third, and uh, nine twenty third and fourth of August, as it's the fourth of August today. Troy, I should have really put the month. You know, yeah, professionalism and all that. Yeah, that's that's the date, people. Yeah, that's yeah. the date. <laughs> um, it sounds a bit of a twat. In nineteen twenty four, Carl Gotch is born. Fucking hell! <laughs> His son's a bit of a twat. <laughs> That's low-hanging fruit, that is. <laughs> Mate, these past two days are low-hanging fruit for just anything. <laughs> oh. And talk about low-hanging fruit. 1982, I'll fight him in a battle of the Aaron's match. Aaron Stevens is born. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Aaron Stevens, formerly known as Damian Sandow. Yes. Yeah. He's That's... on MWE now. He, he is. is. He is. Huh? Uh, and we'll go to 1997, our only like non-birthday tidbit for this day. Uh, 1997. WWF presents SummerSlam. Woo! Woo! Banging card draw in nineteen ninety seven. Let's go! But it was, mate. This Yo. is this is just pre attitude era. So this is when everyone still had like an actual gimmick, like a binman and a hockey player. And a I mean, clown. It's, it's like a mixture on this card to be. Is it? To be honest, yeah. Hey, so. First match tonight, a steel cage match. Mankind beats Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Bunter Burst Belmsley. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Goldust beat Brian Pillman. Uh, the Legion of Doom beat the Godwins. That's Henry O. Godwin and Phineas I. Godwin. Nice. Hog and Pig. Get it. Puns. <laughs> Puns for days, fam. Puns for days, man. Uh, the British Bulldog beat Ken Shamrock by DQ for the European title. Yes, the European title. Bring it back. I say it every week. I won't stop saying it. Give me the European title on NXT UK. Thank you Man, very much. I'm in November of 99. They're not doing much with it. And the, I mean, let's be honest. They never they, really did no, much with it, did they? No. Was yeah. it Shawn Michaels European champion at one point? And then he handed it to Triple H in a match yeah. where he just they took the piss on like the Christmas episode and he lied down while Triple H ran the ropes like four times. Piss take. Was this when <laughs> Triple H was still Hunter Holmes Helmsley and not Triple H? It was, yeah, it was like um... Fancy coming out and taking a piss out of the European title when you're walking around like some guy of the Olympic <laughs> equestrian <laughs> Pratt. Coming up here looking like a horse rider. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Los Bariquas beat the DOA, Troy. Oh, right. like, what a mid card of fucking match that <laughs> Tickle your boys. Well there, well there. Mid card's a strong, strong term for that, isn't it? The fifth match out of seven, Troy. It's... Fucking hell. It's up there. That's the, that's the co co headliner. Isn't it? <laughs> oh wow! Uh, for the Continental title, Stone Cold Steve Austin beat Owen Hart. Um, barely. That's the pile driver that everyone remembers. Oh, Christ, but was that then? That that's then. Yeah. Oh, um, dear. If you don't want to go in the network but want to see the clip, go to Twitter. Aaron Stackler. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um. And in the main event, this sounds shite. This is probably like the worst two people combined I think I've, I'd ever want to see in a main event. I mean, for the we WWE Barikas, so go on. No, for the WWE title with Shawn Michaels as guest referee, Bret Hart beat The Undertaker for the WWF title. That would have been the dullest shite in the world. Twenty-eight <laughs> minutes. Twenty-eight <laughs> minutes of Bollocks. that. Nah, Hitman and fucking Taker were putting on a clinic <laughs> back then. They're doing the Lord's work. Be <laughs> It's two of your favourites there, Bret Hart and Taker. God, get out. <laughs> Uh, we'll go to the fourth now. Uh, birthdays in 1960. He once stalked Leon, sniffed her underwear. Dean Malenko is born. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I ain't, I ain't wrong. <laughs> I just, I'm just, just speaking the facts. Don't, just, don't shoot the messenger. We'll look through the history books, all right? <laughs> it's on the network. <laughs> it probably isn't. Pe Peacock probably got rid of it. Well, we can watch it. We can watch it. Stateside. Yeah. And that's no. so much. <laughs> Uh, in 1977, the original portrayer of Suicide is Born, Frankie Kazarian. Was Frankie Kazarian the original Suicide? The original Suicide, yeah. Ah, hmm? nice. See, it came up his birthday, Suicide, was today. I was like, eh, what? Frankie Kazarian on the exact same birthday. What's going on now? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the only tidbit that's not a birthday for today is on the 100th episode, this is 97 by the way, sorry, oh, right. uh, on the 100th episode of WCW Monday Nitro, Lex Luger beat Hollywood Hulk Hogan to win the WCW world title and end the NWO leader's near year-long reign. Luger's run with the title would not last long. He dropped it back to Hogan five days later at WCW Road Wild Pay-Per-View because, you know, WCW. <laughs> because th that doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> Don't want your selling that shit, brother. Fucking hell. Lex Luger of a five-day reign. <laughs> that was his last world title reign, so he only had two as well. As I say, was that his only? When was his other one? <sighs> it's okay. Not putting you on the spot. You don't have to give me the exact date. Who? To me, no one just... really watched WCW, Troy. <laughs> Come on. Whoa. For... For 86 or however long it was there Three, on top, 83, 83 weeks, right. some people did. Uh, quite a lot. Quite, quite a lot of people. Quite did, a lot, you? finally. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, had, it had its ups, yeah. mainly outweighed by its downs, but it did have its ups. <laughs> I, I, apparently, it was in its prime, like, 97, like, 95 to 97. Then before, it went downhill. Before the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Then it went downhill. As if it went downhill when they were on top. Yeah. Mad. Mad. <laughs> Cheers for those, yeah. mate. Yeah. That's good. There wasn't That's very many. Sl slim pickings, but still raises some good talking points. We, we, we made the most of it. Of what, what, what are we talking about NXT? Yes, mate. Let's do it. Oh, oh boy. Um, I have things to say. <laughs> 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 well... Before we get on to that, if you want to let us know what you thought about NXT, uh, give us a shout on our social media on Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. We've had an influx of people joining the Discord in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so we very much welcome you to join that. There's lots and lots of conversation going on there, not just about NXT, but Raw, <coughs> uh, SmackDown, NXT UK, uh, AEW, and various other promotions around the world. So yeah, come find us on Discord and Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. Hero! Hero! <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the opening match of the night is Hitro's uh, Ashanti the Adonis in Top Dollar versus Hakeem Wilde and Raul Mendoza of Legado, Legado del Fantasma. There you I go. Adonis wearing a polo neck. Behave, lad. I know. And it, those were quite sparkly pants, the Adonte. He looked like he'd nicked him off Nakamura. Oh, they were quite shiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Basically, the match starts. Top Dollar shows brute strength, 
Adonis holds his ground till tagging in top dollar again. Uh, a one-armed assisted military press is the best way to describe it on a very high Joaquin Wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, way up. Escobar uh, makes a distraction, gives Wild upper hand. Uh, top dollar gets a hot tag, but almost instantly after like one or two shots, Escobar hits him with chairs. For the DQ, obviously, for the win. Mm. Uh, Legado ambushes um, Swerve all three of them and then steals Swerve's grill, was it? The gems yeah. in his grill or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is think- pretty cool because they, they had him all, well, they had him kind of held back and, and down on the ring and uh, Esquire came with the chair, didn't he? It was, the thing um, is, they held, they held him back like they were going to smack him in the heat with the chair. It looked like and they it, were going to. It was... <laughs> Bopped him in the ribs. I mean, it's still going to work, but yeah, I know what you mean. <clears throat> I like the thing throughout this match where Swerve was more focused on Escobar than what was going on in the ring. So, like, there were bits where Swerve was just like literally like forearms down on the apron, just staring right to the other side of Escobar. He's ready to go, mate. Ready to go. Always ready to go. Even though he's the champion, he's yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Right. That's cool. I, I really like him as champion. I, I love him, right? I think they're awesome. But him him as champion's really good. Um the fact yeah. they're so cool and edgy that yeah, they're just not heels anymore. Like yeah. they've oh, just yeah, yeah. turned really transitionally fun, seamlessly so. without any effort put no, into it. No effort. Just coming out and just having swag and being fucking cool. Yeah. Um, this match is alright though. It was pretty cool. It just it's there more to further the feud. It wasn't there to be kind of a a standout or anything like that, but Everyone looks decent in it. Like Legado are, are a great tag team. Whoever they face, they always look impressive. Um, Hit Row is still a relatively new tag team, or at least new in terms of being on NXT television. Um, I think we know more about Ashanti the Adonis from the few appearances that he had before joining them. Uh, top dollar. I've not seen anything from him before NXT, but he's always really impressive. Like just, it's always this. Moves really quick for a big man, but he does, and he always looks really impressive. Like he's got it, ridiculous leaping ability, and just holds and carries himself really well in the ring. That's how you save the big man. Just give them the hot tag every time. It works. Yeah, yeah. But it's the, never. I so said, yeah. It's the thing is, it's it's a it's a copy and paste formula which works. Um, and they tend to use it. Well, they use it in most situations, but <clears throat> it's when so the one that springs to mind is kind of the the Enzo. A big yeah. cast partnership, where Enzo was garbage in a, like not garbage, but it, it he wouldn't he'd rarely get anything in. It literally was oh, him oh, taking a beating oh. for ten minutes. Gift to the gab, gift to the jam, mate. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on, move your body. Come on, move your body. <laughs> so that dynamic there, where basically Enzo was there to just take a pasting for ten minutes until he made the hot tag in. Whereas I don't get that though with Hit Row because Ashanti Adonis can more than hold his own. Yeah, like the past couple of weeks as well, Ashanti's done a lot of fighting lot of like, as opposed lifting. to getting battered yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's not just a guy that gets beat up. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, they're, they're impressive. I'm I'm looking forward to more matches from them, but like whether it's uh, another... Th- like a, did, they, did they have a three-on-three three the other week? Am I wrong? Did they, have they already had a three-on-three three or not? I can't remember. I... Did they? Well, uh, Am I making that up? I don't know. Anyway, I'd like to see a three-on-three three with them. I wouldn't mind seeing another tag match. I wouldn't mind seeing an, uh, a one-on-one between Swerve and Escobar, which we're undoubtedly going to get at TakeOver 36. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Swerve holds that to the end of the year and hit Royal Tag Team Champions by the end of the year. Uh, yeah, uh, B-Fab eventually comes in whilst they're all power standing, like, because Top Dollar drags out Swerve out mm-hmm. the rig, out of harm. Uh, B-Fab just sneaks up on them, smacks uh, <laughs> Mendoza with a chair, whilst yeah, Top yeah. Dollar just runs in and double drop kicks other two out of the ring. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you'd, the issue is here, um, Hit Row seem to be on top a lot. Like, just let Legado have one week of just standing tall. I get it. There's less people, but... Yeah, I, don't, I guess they're just trying to protect it. Right? Like they're, they're the most over group at the moment in, in NXT, yeah. most over faction. Um, Swerve hasn't had the belt all that long. Hasn't defended it yet, has he? Since winning it? Or am I wrong? Uh, he may have had a match against one... some person. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But point is is that they're obviously trying to keep them strong however i know what you mean like legado are are great as well and it would be nice to see them kind of stand tall at the end of something um, yeah i don't think we're far off that I, there's going to be a lot more interaction between these two as i say like this match didn't really feel this match was just kind of there it wasn't bad but it didn't really feel complete if you like so we're definitely going to get something else later down the line and i feel like when that happens it'll be legado that stands tall yeah, we've we've still got two weeks of booking before takeover. Weeks yeah. of booking. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up, we get Samoa Joe walking back and forth. Regan tells him he needs to do his job because you're a competitive superstar now or competitive fighter, active, active member of the roster, active basically. member of the roster. Yeah, yeah. He basically surrounds Joe with security because he doesn't trust him. It's it hilarious. It, it was the same group of guys <laughs> that he was in charge of like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, more, more on that later. Yeah. Uh, next up, Dexter Loomis just painting pretty pictures just in his wee so room. so good. I want some of his art. Is it like, him that draws it? Like yeah. genuinely? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's in his, his Instagram. Like a lot of it's just his drawings. Yeah, yeah he's cool when. It's good. I think he, he draws up all of his shirts that are on uh, WWE shop. They're all his designs. Fair, aye. Yeah, man. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then next up, we get the returning Rich Holland. Oh. Versus the returning Ikemanjiro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. It's been a murder. There's been a murder. <laughs> uh, basically, vicious headlocks and uppercuts from Holland. Uh, we eventually get to the outside. Holland pounces Giro into the crowd fence. That, that pounce like, on the barricade looks fucking brutal. Yeah, even Barrett goes, I think he just pounced him on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sold the hell out of that. Uh, like, he went flying in the air as well. Yeah, he like, did. Um, Holland eventually gets him back in, just rips Giro's jacket off. Um, Shit bag. Shit, absolute shit, absolute shit bag. The disrespect. Cock. Do you yeah. not know about Hero's jacket? Yeah, it's disgusting behavior. What, what an arsehole. Uh, <laughs> multiple suplexes and then shouts 10 months a lot because he was off for 10 months due to injury. Because 10 months. Okay, Troy, 10 scream, months. Screaming at Ickerman Hero like it was his fault he was off for 10 months. Mate, the guy whose fault it was just stood outside. Ring. <laughs> Fucking give him a couple of slaps. <laughs> uh, 
at the end of the match, we get a vicious headbutt and then a sit down driver. I'd say like a Northern Lights bomb. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for the win. Uh, after the win, shredded Pete Dunn comes in, talks about bad men because they're bad man rhythms on the bad man streets. Bad, bad Street the... USA, uh, Michael PSA. Bad Street Birmingham. <laughs> Baddest men in Birmingham and NXT. Oh, <laughs> Holland's going to knock the rest out of Thatcher's teeth because he's a bad man. Uh, he's going to break his fingers because that's what bad men do. Uh, more bad man comments from bad men. If you bad didn't man, know bad, there man, was... bad man, bad man, bad man, bad man, bad man. Because I'm a bad man. <laughs> Whose song was that? <laughs> that was someone's song. Eh. Uh, whose was that? Because I'm a bad man. Yeah. It's Rikishi's heel one. It's Rikishi's heel, heel one. Yeah. For some that reason, was I was going to say D'Lo Brown. Definitely wasn't yeah. D'Lo Brown's. Rikishi's heel music. There we go. Because I did it for the rock. For the walk. <laughs> it's fine though. Friend of the podcast, Rikishi. Aye. Yeah. Friend, friend of the podcast, my man. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sick of hearing bad men and badasses. B A double D A double crooked letter. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little bit. Um, but now Ridge Holland's back, I'm intrigued to see what they do with this. We had Danny yeah. Birch coming back as well, and there's there's another faction there. But these guys are a bit more kind of like technical and brutal. It's pretty cool. Like I don't know. I can see later down the line when they kind of build the numbers up, we get like these guys against Diamond Mine or something like that, and some really fucking like technical kind of like MMA style four on four or something three on three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, good to see Rich Holland back. Um, he looks in ridiculous shape. Um, yeah, very excited to see where they go with it. Uh, next up, Frankie Monet backstage. Uh, as soon as Stone Robert Stone tries to speak about anything, Monet just shuts him up. Uh, Frankie's doing it her way. No if buts maybe's. We've got no choice. No choice. Um, sa- sadly, it's been pretty enough so far. But oh, it has a little well, bit. We just yeah. need to wait and see, don't we? We say this like every week. <laughs> her, her stick's getting a little bit long in the tooth. Um, but this does feel like it's starting to get a bit more direction, a little bit more traction. There's obviously everything that's going on with Mandy Rose and her looking to build a similar kind of rival faction. Um, yeah, I just, I'm, I, again, say it every week, still not entirely sold on her at the moment. They could surprise me. We could get something out of this. And that's yeah. why I'm kind of being patient. I'm sticking with it. I'm giving it time. But um yeah, I'm not sold on her individually, but this group thing could be quite cool. And it's good to see, as I say, again, I said this a few weeks ago, like Robert Stone and at the time, um, Aaliyah and the other girl, uh, Jesse Camille. Yeah. yeah. Just getting a bit more TV time and being involved in things. They've been there for ages. They weren't doing an awful lot with them. This is getting them a bit more exposure. So that there are benefits to it and that there's positives to come out of that. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'm just. It's progressed anyway. This storyline, as yeah. in, the every time Stone speaks, there's disgusting looks from Frankie Minnie and um, what's her face, Jessica Me at the very yeah. end of that interview just gave him the dirtiest look whilst walking away from him. So 
Mm-hmm. We'll just need to wait and see. Yeah. And uh, next up, we get the money match we've all been waiting for since last week. Bobby Fish versus Roderick Strong. Troy, I hope this was your high because, well, it wasn't actually that bad. I'm taking the piss. I quite enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I wish my my only. Well, get into the match first. Yeah, it's a nice competitive match between the two. Yeah. Um, there's still I uh, when Strong done his run and strikes off the ropes, like he runs off the ropes and then does a strike against the opponent leaning against the ropes, like a punch and then another punch and a mm-hmm. kick. I like that; it's quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of just back and forth, apart from the few bits. It's very technical match, very stiff shots as well. Um, what was Fish going for as he gets pushed on the top rope? Was it a moonsault? Or... I don't know. Because like, he went for it like he was going for a moonsault. There's no way you'd go up mm. that position for any other For thing. anything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, from what he did from, from his positioning, you could only assume it was going to be that. However, it surprised me to see him do it because I don't think I've ever seen him do that. But, <laughs> but no, new moveset, new attitude, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fish eventually goes for a roll up and gets a two count and a knee to the plus for good luck. Because a knee to the what? A knee to the plus. <laughs> the plus. <laughs> His face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd have just said, I don't know, face. <laughs> no, no, that's not good enough, Troy. Or, or Come mush. on now. Come on. <laughs> if we just said face a lot, it'd be repair. Come on. <laughs> I'll remember that one then, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, strong wind with the commentary call it up and down. That, that's not a move. That, that's that's what they call them. That's, what Vic, that's what Vic Josephs calls a move when he doesn't know what it is. The up and down. The up and down. Right. <laughs> I mean, 99%. In fact, no. 100% of wrestling finishers have an up and down in. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, well, a swinging neck breaker, where's your up? The down is going to the floor. Where's your up, Troy? He started from an up position. I don't know. I don't make this up. You just said 100%. <laughs> Listen, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this... um. This match was all right. It was my only gripe with it is that there's so much story behind this that wasn't given time to breathe. That yeah, wasn't we've... given time to show through in this. It, it felt it felt like they hurriedly got to this match and got it out the way, and there should have been a bit more for me. Um, it was obvious that Strong was winning going into it. Yeah. But I mean, just, if you really wanted to make it the money match, you could have had it take over. Yeah, exactly. You, and then let it build for a couple more weeks. Yeah. Like, it was just, a good match, so imagine there was more yeah, storyline into it. Exactly. Because like, it, it was a good match in terms of what they did, quality. And we know they're capable of that. And they you know, they could have gone along and they really could have told a story here. But yeah, it just it disappoints me they've kind of thrown this match away because everything around... <clears throat> the the fallout, if you like, of the Undisputed Era. Obviously, they're doing a massive job with Cole and O'Reilly 
and that's where they see the money in this. They've given Strong his own faction. They see something in him there, and Bobby Fish is the only one that seems to have come and kind of worse off out of this. And I don't know, maybe we could have seen Fish join Strong in that faction and giving him something else. Or who else they got? Just rusted that trainer boy. Hick, uh, not Hick, what's his name? I can't remember his name. But yes, the trainer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's space for him if they really wanted to add another. Yeah. Which is probably another, well, another set of name in the group, not just Roderick Strong. Mm. Like, as in a actual name on the group. Yeah. As opposed think, to just Roderick Strong. Yeah. I think they, they could really have done, and they still could, but they could have had a really good story here where <clears throat> Strong's confidence builds and builds, and basically he goes after all of the ex-members of the Undisputed Era. Yeah. And they really build it, build it like that. So once O'Reilly and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Cole have kind of finished with their thing, feuding against each other, we then have this kind of rise of Strong to the top. Yeah. Going through them. That would be cool to see. However... We might not get that based on recent news coming out this week, which we'll discuss more in our uh, news episode at the end of the week. But uh, apparently a certain Mr. Bay Bay's contract is up just after SummerSlam and doesn't sound like he wants to renew it. Ooh. But yeah, as I say, more on that in the news. Um, this match, though, yeah, as I say, it's all right. It was decent. Just want yeah. to see a bit more backstory or tapping into the backstory that's already there. Yeah, yeah, it's... It's a lot like a lot of the matches on the card, to be honest, on this week's NXT is that principle yeah. of either... There's, there's backstory, you're just not using it. Backstory, you're just not using it, or it's just progressing the story. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, Cameron Grimes and Ellie Knight versus Crizzle Young Veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, Grimes in his butler's outfit, like literally wrestling in his butler's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, one point, Knight walks it, just leaves Cameron Grimes after he's just had enough. There's just shit bag. He's just absolutely fucked off and left him to it. Well, there's there's an interview before, isn't it, where he's just like, there's almost this distrust between them, and he's like, look, you can trust me. He's like, if if you've got my back, I've got your back, and he's like, yeah, okay. So they have this kind of like uneasy alliancing, and it it was always obvious that he was gonna turn on him again in the match. But they did a good job of leading you to believe that actually they could work together, at least yeah. for the, the opening few minutes. Yeah, but then, then, yeah, like you say, he's just kind of left, left on his Jones. Yeah. Uh, uh, Grimes eventually does get a hot tag in just before Ellie Knight does leave. That, mm. It's around about there he leaves. Um, but uh, Grimes gets a hot tag with a mega crossbody um, from the top. Like, he was up in the air for a while. Up, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he landed really high on Drake as well because he, he was just so high up when he did it. But it looked even funnier because he had his jacket like draping behind him like a cape. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Grizzle Young Veterans do get the upper hand against one man. Out of nowhere, just a Spanish mm-hmm. fly type power slam by Cameron Grimes. That's yeah, just a Spanish I, fly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was across the way. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. It just looked. Cool. It yeah, cool. no, it does. Because he, he, he hits it almost from out of nowhere as well. And the, yeah. the whip and the, the speed on the rotation that he gets, yeah, really impressive. 
Uh, and then, speaking of rotation and whipping, what a finish to the match. Oh, boy. The- <laughs> oh, boy. This is awesome. Oh. Where they transitioned into this. Yeah, just... Fucking hell. The... <clears throat> The, the two-on-one of just hitting Cameron Grimes, uh, getting a sneak tag behind him when he gets rebounded yeah. on the ropes, to then getting, like he was going for a head scissors, but they just went, nah, fuck that. Nah, fuck that. And then take it to me and bang, just like that. Yeah, oh. brilliant. Really, really, really smooth finish. Oh, well done on that finish. Yeah. Loved it. Um. Great finish to the match. And then afterwards, uh, Ted DiBiase comes out, uh, consoles Cameron Grimes because you need to get yourself out this pickle, pal. Come on. You need Let's to sort yourself out. Stank. <laughs> you should have put terms and conditions on your contract. Come on. What are you playing at? <laughs> Cam- yeah. Cameron Grimes is a silly one, yeah. He is, a little bit. He should have known that it was never going to work out for him. No. But he'll learn from his mistakes and he'll build him into a better person. This was cool. Um, match itself was all right. As I say, it was kind of obvious that uh, Knight was going to turn on Grimes. But Knight then firing up. Sorry, Grimes then firing up once he'd left was good and just absolutely went on a rampage, looked on fire, looked really, really good, like could really hold his own. Um the prospect of those two being a tag team for a bit is quite cool. Like I like that idea of this heel face dynamic sort of thing and see how far they go with it. Um, always a pleasure to see grizzled young vets in the ring. Um, it still baffles me how they haven't been NXT champions. I know. I know. Like two dusty cup finals and coming up short. Like, and they they clearly like them because they're on TV most weeks. They give them mic time. They put on banging matches. They win most of their matches. Yeah. How, how are they not tag team champions? How are they not consistently number one contenders? Because they don't lose matches. Like, it's mad. It's only a matter of time before they get it, surely. Who is the champions? M- MSK. MSK. They weren't even on the card this week. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of people knowing this card this week. <laughs> They're saving it for takeover, aren't they? Ah, uh, they must be because. <laughs> yeah. Uh, eh, next up we get Dakota Kai promo. Oh, 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 Avrit. Oh, oh, some of the things said in this. Right, she needed someone 18 months ago. If it wasn't for Dakota Kai, um, Raquel Gonzalez would be nothing. Mm-hmm. You just Raquel just had to become a mega star. Uh, because, but it's fine, as everyone knew that uh, Dakota Kai was the leader. Um, Io handpicked Raquel to be her opponent at TakeOver, just waltzing past her, and that was last week or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, um, I think. She should have given the shot at TakeOver to me, because I've been winning matches, which is fair. Every, everything about this promo is true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no fault in this promo. No lies detected. No. Um, she didn't, uh, Raquel didn't care about being a tag champ as soon as she became the NXT Women's Champ, mm. which, again, if you look at it that way, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dakota Kai became the sidekick. She's no one's sidekick. Hence why she put a kick to the side of Raquel's head last week. Three, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, this, this was fucking awesome. This is the 
fucking promo of her career. This was yeah. so, so good. Everything yeah. about it, all the little details, like explaining the moment that she decided, fuck this. Like, With the intense music in the background. Yeah. And she, she doesn't even come off as intense. She's just saying it how it is yeah. as well. Yeah. It's like so good. Well done. Yeah, no, it's just quality. Um, I feel like this is potentially going to end in either... Oh, helicopter. Sorry, is a helicopter flying over. Can you hear that? I can hear it. Aye, yeah. Aye. Fuck off, helicopter. Yeah, cock. Yeah, cock. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, yeah, no, it's... It, this is a promo of her career, and it could go one or two ways. They either have Gonzalez sort of stand tall at TakeOver as, like, the babyface champion, which this, this is what it will do. Or they reward Dakota Kai for kind of years of service there and finally getting her moment to champion because it was always going to happen. Not even, like, even well before everything with Raquel Gonzalez when she was in that whole thing with Shayna Baszler when Shayna was champion and Shayna was just bullying her. I remember yeah. watching that and I was just like, they're going to have her come round. They're going to have her be chat. She's going to stand tall at some point. She's going to be there with the belt. Obviously, it's taken a good few years, but it she could be, be like the... She became the heel that decided to stop getting bullied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the thing I, yeah. And that was the thing I really liked when they had that face-off when it was Kai and Gonzalez against Jax and Baszler. And they had that face-to-face thing. And she yeah. was just like, you won't bully me anymore. Like, you used to. I'm not the same person. That was fucking awesome. So to see her kind of come full circle now. And yeah, it's... I, I'd be happy if either result. Like, Gonzalez has improved massively over the last year and a bit. I still don't know if I'm 100% sold on her as champion. But... She's... It's just powerhouse baby face, really. Yeah, 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 it works. Yeah. It, it does. Works. Um, but yeah, Kai being in this this spotlight now and and the potential to to dethrone her, although it would feel a bit too soon, I guess, in Gonzalez's reign. But Kai's got all the momentum going into this. <laughs> I I think I want Kai to win. To be honest, I think I do as well. I, I think I want Kai. To win. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, and the line to end it. Uh, you said there's no one left. How about me? Ooh, love that. Love Loved that. It. Well done, Dakota Kai. Yes, Dakota Kai. C- come, come join our fucking Twitch or our Discord, and we'll give you fucking <laughs> advantages on it. <laughs> Not a Mario Kart though. No, 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 no. no you, you'll yeah. be coming last place. <laughs> sorry Hen <laughs> sorry sorry uh, ne- next up we get the breakout tournament indeed uh, Joe Gacy indeed <laughs> Joe Gacy versus Trey Baxter uh, it's just a nice back and forth like uh, mo- most of these matches in the breakout tournament have been Yeah. Uh, strength versus speed the bigger guy just try to overpower the littler guy I love yeah. the commentary we're trying to play at this whole thing of like Trey Baxter being the young up and comer and Joe Gacy being like the veteran. And I'm, they're like, oh, you know, at this point in Gacy's career, like this could be his last chance to do anything. I'm like, he's 32. <laughs> what you want about? He's, he's in his prime. 
Hey, he's got years left. <laughs> Talking like he's coming out there like fucking Ric Flair at like fucking 103 years old. Like he's nailed out old pal. <laughs> uh, see, try you should have looked up what their actual ages are. I bet you there's not much of a difference. <laughs> no. Well, I know, I, I, I know for a fact Joe Gacy's 32 or 33. Right, okay. And then uh, Trey and Baxter then is Trey the other Baxter. one. Trey Baxter. Yeah. Look. We'll, we'll see is... how old he is. Uh, oh. Why can't he find him? Uh, give me a second. Come on, talk, talk, talk amongst yourselves, people. Uh, here he is. He's born in 1997. So he's 24. 20, 24. Uh, he's... he's young. He's young. Hi. But he's not like. He's not a teenager. And wrestling, 24 is young. And Joe, Joe Gacy's 33. And that's. That's prime. still. I'd say young prime, in yeah. wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, got Gold, you got Goldberg of a match at SummerSlam. He's like 55. So. Talk to me about old. Oh, I don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> It's so peaceful not watching main roster. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just back and forth, strength versus speed. Uh, Baxter just hangs on to Gacy all the time for dear life because he's a little person just trying to survive, really. <laughs> uh, eventually, they both go up the turnbuckle. Uh, Baxter pushes Gacy off and then hits his 450 stomp for the win. 450 coup de gras. Coup de gras. Is, is, coup, coup de grass. Coup de grass. <laughs> let's go. Aye, let's go, pal. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this was all right. Um, it's not been my favourite match in a breakout tournament, but it was still cool. Um, it's just one of those ones that just gives you a flavour for for everyone involved. Like I know we already saw a match with Trey Baxter a month or so ago. I can't remember who he was against, but. Yeah, that's essentially what these are for. Like the the first round, anyway, is to just show you what they can do. Yeah, um, yeah. Joe Gase is cool. I like him. Um, excited to see what they do with him. Trey Baxter. He's got an impressive like aerial arsenal. Like he's I'd like from. To see... I'm pretty sure this is a guy from GCW. Sure. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I'd um. He was in something. He was in one of the groups. I'd like to see him and oh, what's his name? Uh, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, because they're both fucking chucking themselves about like madmen. But then you've both. got what's his face, um, Mark Henry man. Oh, Odyssey Jones. Odyssey Jones. Bad yeah, man. bad man. No, he's no bad man. He's no part of that group, Troy. Come on, he's no bad man. Baddest man in NXT. <laughs> <laughs> Bad man rhythms. Bad man rhythms. Yeah, no, I, I, I love Odyssey Jones. He's cool. Uh, but yeah, Trey Baxter, pretty cool. Um, will he make it to the final? Who do you see in the final from this? I, I can't even remember the bracket. Who's um, <laughs> against who? Uh, yeah. I can tell thee. Who's Baxter against? There is Carmelo Hayes, 
Andre Chase, Trey Baxter, Duke Hudson, Josh Briggs, Joe Gacy, Ikeman Jr. Still eating them. Obviously Jones. No, no, that was everyone uh-huh. that was in it. Obviously, they've okay. had a few already. Um, I think it's Trey Baxter, Carmelo Hayes, uh, Odyssey Jones, Duke Hudson, I think are still in it. Mm-hmm. I think I'd want like Baxter or Hayes is a smaller guy, but I think I want Odyssey Jones just as a bigger yeah character as well. I it's love got a, a cool good look. I love a good character, so I do. Love a character. <laughs> I love a character. Cool, cool whip. Cool, cool whip. Oh. Odyssey Jones. We're, we've got peace for that this week. That's for sure. <laughs> cool whip. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like I can't remember how the brackets worked out. I feel like it could be Odyssey Jones and Carmelo Hayes in the final, if that's how their brackets worked out. I think it's Carmelo Hayes and Duke Hudson in the semi. Yeah. So yeah, I think well, I think Odyssey Jones and and Carmelo Hayes in the final. So Odyssey and Baxter are against each other. Then. Yeah, I think that's it. Makes sense. Both both yeah. matches are big man, little man. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I think you may be right with Jones and Hayes then. I don't I don't think we're getting an all hoss final between Hudson and, and Jones. No. Yeah, uh, uh, and they they two seem to be the ones that NXT the, the breakouts are, <laughs> are wanting to shine out of this. Yeah, so. yeah definitely. Um yeah, next up. Oh, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai, Sushi Time at Izzy Bang. This Are we ready? In, this can get in the bin. We don't no, need to talk about no, this. No, no, it can't get in the bin because we've got stuff to talk about, oh, Troy. Fuck <laughs> <nice. laughs> <laughs> so, Izzy Bang, it's an all you can eat sushi and Korean barbecue, right? The best, that, the best places. That's not what we're here to talk about, Troy. Unfortunately, I, not. I went on some things to do a Google about the place. Um, there's a story here. Do you want to hear it? From 2016, man accidentally shoots himself at Izzy Ban Sushi in Indian River County. Wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. What? You've, um, you've dug deep into this, he, you? <laughs> he was dining with his girlfriend at the restaurant uh, when his handgun tucked into his waistband fired as he stood up at his table and it just went bang. <laughs> Jesus wept. And they're still open. And they're still open and it's perfectly fine because <laughs> America, you can have guns in your waistband. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine, mate. Don't it's fine. It. That, it. it would never just explode or anything. It would never just go bang in your trousers. No. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting your own testicles off. <laughs> um. Back, back to NXT, just thought I'd cheer you up on this segment a little in, bit. Yeah. Thanks, Zoe Stark wants to be the new Kairi Sane, apparently, is what I got from this. Um, so ne- next week, we're going to see her come out as a pirate and all that shenanigans. Oh, joy. Calling it. Um, Zoe Stark orders what Io Shirai's having, even though she doesn't understand. So, like, we've all seen the movies. It's stupidity. Why would you do it? <laughs> um, Stark doesn't like the sushi. Funny that, right? Um, neither does Io, though, as she doesn't actually eat our um, squid. So, 
Wasteful. Wasteful. It's, wasteful. It's, all you, it's all you can eat. It's not order everything on the menu and just let it sit there and go to waste. Gosh. Like it's starving kids in Africa, mate. Don't. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they'd be delighted with some squid. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's not going to be in the best condition, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Starcast, do you know EO to the staff? Uh, the staff goes, no, just speak the same language. That, that's like me, right? So say I'm, a, say I'm in Spain or on holiday or that, right? And right. I start speaking Spanish to the boy. Right. And then you go, oh, do you kid him? Like, even though we're just in a different country. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh, oh, I see. So, oh, do you know it? Yeah. Oh, because, because both... right. I see. You're speaking because you spoke the same language, right? <laughs> Makes sense. Not because you know each other. <laughs> it's fucking ludicrous storytelling. This getting the bin. This I mean, the... we we've already spoken longer about this than I cared to. <laughs> um, the last that's is how much, That's how much this meant to me. The lassie's not even for Japan, she's for Kansas. Kansas. <laughs> so that can get in the bin. Oh, right. <laughs> Just thought I'd say it was shite, Sorry, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, next up, <laughs> next up, Karen Cross comes to the commentary table. Just comes out, all guns blazing. Um, not an Izzy band, though, because he'd be injured. Um, provokes Samoa also, Joe. Where, where's Scarlet? Uh, she's too busy, like backstage on the main roster, pal. Abby's uh, oogling her at Gorilla. Great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> the pressure, but yeah. Sad, sad face. It's funny because you know I might be right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, Karen Cross at commentary provokes Joe saying he quit his job to get an ass whooping. Oh, whooping. Whooping. An ass whooping. <laughs> uh, Joe proceeds to just come out, taking out his security in Fuck the security. ring. Um, as Cross runs away from it, Joe puts a man to sleep, angrily staring at the camera. Made me puts, prepare for my panther. Puts a man to sleep. Not just any man. Bronson Rex Steiner, wasn't it? Oh, was it? I didn't even... Sure it was. Oh, okay. Sure it was. I could be wrong. I'm, I'm sure. Is that, is it is Bronson Rex Steiner, isn't it? Yeah, Rex yeah. Steiner's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain it was him. I mean, fair play. Fucking Joe's got a receipt when Rex Steiner gets his NXT debut. He's got to slap <laughs> the fucking hair off his head. Joe's getting put on back on the injury list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's going to give uh, the Steiner recliner. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> his uncle's talking him, will he? Aye. Aye. Aye, pal. Aye. Next up, uh, uh, yeah, basically just carries on the storyline from we're getting our main event at TakeOver. I mean, there's something else that should definitely be the main event. I, I mean, it could hey, work. Could co- <laughs> Cool whip, co co headline. There's three matches on this that could headline. I know which one should, or at least the one I want to headline it. Uh, next up is it this one by any chance? The Waller versus Ilya Dragunov to you Prime Target. Damn right it is. 
to be fair, when you've got Triple H, Drew McIntyre, William Regal, Nigel McGuinness, Sheamus, and Finlay talking about it, just for a prime target. Yeah. Yeah. They're if, all hard hitters <clears throat> back in their day. If this <laughs> doesn't, yeah, man. If this doesn't main event, it's it's a bit of a piss take, in my opinion. I, I don't think it'll main event, just because it is the UK. To, it, I think it'll be the opener, to be honest. Unless they've, unless whoever their, whatever their tag title match is going to be, but it shouldn't. Walter and Ilya should be the first match, I'd say. You reckon? I, 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 to first, get everyone pumped first, and going. First, first or last, yeah, but saying that, they they set the bar so high, everything oh. else afterwards is shite. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's not our problem, Troy. That's, that's, that's I'll watch not that our... and I can go home happy. Yeah, we, we can just, if, if we're doing a live stream or that, we can just cut it off there. Oh, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Uh, fuck it. 25, 25 minutes of uber violence. All right. Well, we're, that, that's on the, what, Sunday? We're going to be shattered by then. We've got Rampage and SummerSlam. Come on now. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this, this is cool, though. These, these prime target things they do for whatever match it is always really really good this was yeah no different i mean it's it's a lot of stuff if you watch nxt uk it's made up of the various bits and pieces from that with a few extra bits here and there um but yeah it's really good if you've not seen their first match listeners if you've not seen volta versus dragon off one which was on nxt uk just on just on a regular episode of television weekly episode not it was ex- it was an extended episode an though, extended for that match. Episode, yeah <laughs> i think it was october of last year october 2020 so. yeah go and watch it it will not disappoint you it when they say it redefines violence it's one of the heaviest the hardest hitting matches i've seen in recent times on oh, any yeah. promotion yeah no, no weapons are that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just like, just brute force. Yeah. Hmm. No, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Elio's changed since the last since the first match. His moral of the story is what he says. Uh, Walter forever downplays his opponents. I'm saying that like that's <clears> all <throat> they do. Go watch the prime target. It's yeah. I'm not going to give it justice. Talking. I about mean, it. when you slap people as hard as Walter does, you've got every right to downplay everyone you face because no one slaps as hard as you it's fair <laughs> it's, it's like running into a wall chest chest first at about 60 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally we get to the main event Ooh. of the love her or loser match now uh it's, there's a lot of just Loomis hiding in the match. Uh, there's a bit as well where Loomis hides. Indy follows him under the ring. It's just uh, Gargano and uh, Candice LeRae uh, pull Indy out by the feet. And Dexter's just... Just attached to her hands. Attached to her hands, both staring at each other. They don't look anywhere <laughs> else. Like it's, They're just staring at each other with blinding the, love. The character work in this is was has been absolutely superb like put the stipulate like the stipulation the name of this match in the bin and care about that yeah everything around this this has been building for months as well dexalumas for a guy that literally says fuck all nothing zero this has been so good 
Yeah. So, so, so good. And he, all these little moments, these little like trinkets in the match, like you said, a bit like pulling out from under the ring and him hiding, all of these things. And Johnny Gargano's like character work throughout as well, being like the kind of the the protective, like big brother's sort of dad position. Just so, so good. I, it's, like, fair, fair play to this storyline, the fact that like, see, see if that was in a bigger crowd. Like, no offense to the Capital Wrestling Center, but if that was in a bigger crowd, that would have been a mental pop. Oh, mate! Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you put this on a takeover. Yeah. Put this in in the middle of a takeover. Yeah. And then just have that like that little kind of like comedy sort of segment. It's like a palate cleanser. Yeah. If you like, like putting this on after like fucking Volta and Dragon off. If that, if you're opening takeover, Volta Dragon off, and you go. Fucking hell, that was stiff. I'm shattered. Yeah, shattered now. <laughs> fucking hell. Just a little palate cleanser with a feel-good moment in. This has been perfect. Part yeah. of me thinks, actually, should they have saved this for TakeOver? See, Troy, we've just like covered how you cover Walter and Neil, your start and TakeOver. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> we've just sorted it. You know, you know when you know when you've you've had like a big hefty fucking Sunday dinner at your nan's house. And you're just full of fucking meat and potatoes. <laughs> and you're just like, fucking, that was heavy. That was a bit much. And she comes over with a Werther's original. And you ah, oh. Dexter Loomis versus Johnny Gargano is the Werther's original after you're dragging off and Walter, big Sunday dinner. Sunday dinner. <laughs> wow. What a reference. There you go. You're welcome. You can keep that. that. <laughs> There's our headline for this week's podcast. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, eventually Loomis is too busy in love as Gargano hits one final beat for the win. Uh, Indy's absolutely distraught. She is no happy. She's not happy. She is not happy. She's fuming. And then they go to the top of the ramp and then Indy just runs down, slides into the ring like Billy Gunn, 1999 style, all the way across. And <laughs> just Luthes presses Dexter Loomis for a smoochy, smoochy time smoochy, and lots smoochy. of it. Lots, all of it. I love all she... of the smoochy, smoochy time. <laughs> deep kissing. Insert <laughs> <laughs> deep kissing noises. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she thez pressed him, <laughs> like because that's his move. Like, like oh, that's what he does. That was so good. Yeah, absolute feel good moment. Like genuinely, like was really like taken aback. Just being like, you, you knew it was going to happen. Like whoever won the match like that was going to happen but it was just the way they did it the whole walk up the ramp and the slow looking back and then ah oh, it was amazing it's so good this has been really really fun and uh, hopefully this isn't the end of that whole story arc like this isn't the blow off of it like there's still See, more to come that this is the thing now because austin theories left the family yeah is this indy leaving the family is this oh, is this the end of the way? Is this the end of the way? Oh, I hope not. Oh. They've been the most entertaining thing for I don't know six plus months. Like, didn't it start with the whole like the Garganos at home? It was um, Halloween Havoc with the screen mask because theory was the guy in the screen mask, wasn't it? But what led into that was the Garganos at home, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. then yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's. I'm, I'm saying this like this is the end of that storyline. It sort of feels like it could be, and they could end it here. But I also hope they don't, because Gargano and Candice are infinitely hilarious. This has done so much for Hartwell in theory 
like building up yeah. their stock. Um, and like Hartwell's not been in the ring all that much, certainly not in comparison to Austin Theory. No, but a lot of the time, tag team gold. So that's a lot of the time you've seen her was in the tag team matches with Candice, mm. where she did seem like she held her own and stuff. So, yeah, she was. I don't want to say protected because, as you say, she can hold her own. But in a tag match, to hide a bit of inexperience, you've got that buffer of someone like Candice LeRae that's got bags and bags of experience. Yeah. Uh, again, that's not to say that Indy doesn't have it and can't hold her own. She absolutely can. Whereas Theory, <laughs> Theory clearly already had that, which is why we saw him in, I think, more singles matches, albeit them on the losing side, but more single matches than we did tag matches. But ev everyone in this is coming out looking good, like in terms of character work, in-ring stuff. Like it's, yeah, so, so good. But this is a great end to this little storyline, if it is that, and a great end to the show. Yeah. Like it's, I hope, uh, as you say, I hope we get this carrying on. Get, yeah. Like a mix, do we want a mixed tag match? Uh, if they do things with it and it's not just a mixed tag match, maybe. But yeah, I don't know. Well, so, to be fair, they could go down that route. Yeah, they could I, go down that route. Yeah, and they yeah. have Austin Theory as the special guest referee. Well, uh, uh, the the show finishes off with them smoochy smooching, yeah. and Candice and Gargano literally just flicking the wrist, going, "Ah, we've had enough," and walking away. So we've tried our best, fucker. Fucker, <laughs> she's lost. It's done. <laughs> but what what was your highs and lows in this show, Troy? Oh, uh, what was my low? Um, uh, my low is going to be Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish, not from a match perspective because the match was decent. Yeah, but just that I feel that this should have had a bit more time to build. As we said, there was there's plenty of storyline here with these two, and I think that they should have used that and factored that a little more into this before we got it. Again, another match that with a couple of extra weeks of build, a bit more momentum, they could have put on Takeover. And I say that like Takeover is going to be a three four hour show. We know that Takeovers are only what two and a half three hours. Typically, only have sort of five matches on it. There's already some huge matches on there which might explain why we got this now, but I still feel like this would have benefited more for a bit of story build. The match itself, quality-wise, absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, more story for me. Um, and speaking of good stories, my high is Dexter Lewis and Johnny Gargano. More so for the story rather than the in-ring, so the opposite of my low. Um, everything going into this, the build-up has been really, really good. Uh, the end was fucking awesome. All the little mannerisms, the little trinkets kind of in the match um, were really, really fun to see. And yeah, a great result overall. Yeah, um, I, right. <clears throat> my hat, well, my low is going to be that Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. We saved it, talking about Izzy oh, Band God, yeah, and I stuff. Forgot about. Can I change yeah. it, actually? My low is that... <laughs> That's how much I didn't care for it. I forgot it was on the you show. You forgot already. it happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'd erased yeah. it from my memory. We, yeah, like we sort of saved it in this podcast, just talking about other things that happened at Izzy Burn. <laughs> but um, um, my high is going to be your low, Troy. Okay. But for the same 
reason. Well, not the same reason. I slated this match last week, didn't I? Because yeah. it was the big money match. Mm-hmm. I quite enjoyed the match. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I really enjoyed the match. It was a good match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it wasn't, so I, I totally slated it and it just caught me off guard. I was like, ah, fair play. You I, you win. I, <laughs> I, I take my comment back. <laughs> nice. Oh. Nice. So that was NXT. However, as always, uh, we end with our UWP mailbag. It's your letters. It's your letters. It's your letters. It's your letters. couple of questions in there um we've actually got one from the birthday boy hallmark of vince uh, mm. aka joe from damn it vince podcast um if you don't know about that already check out damn it vince podcast excellent excellent group of guys lovely show and happy birthday to joe um he poses the question how do you see nxt getting grimes out of this hole they seem to have dug him in terms and conditions in terms of good what of like, his contract with with night <laughs> Knight <laughs> Knight got his lawyers to write some shite in it or some pish. <laughs> I think obviously the after the back off the back of this week rather, um with DBRC coming in, we knew that that was gonna happen, him being that kind of mentor role. I think this is where we're gonna see it and we're gonna have him kind of building him up to eventually take the belt off him. Um this is still really entertaining, everything with Grimes and saying I wouldn't say that he's in a hole. I don't say they've dug him in a hole at all. No. I think this is only investing more and more time into him. The fans are investing a lot more. Like he was already. Remember, we've hell. had we've had week after week of like skits of like vignettes of them at a golf course and them like, like at it's his not, house and the pool. And yeah, like it's all been quite fun and. Yeah, a pleasure to watch. To be honest, I, I think Grimes is absolutely <clears throat> safe. I, I think, think he's on. Once he wins that million dollar championship as well, that's going to be hilarious. I imagine we'll probably get Grimes against someone like Carmelo Hayes later down the line. Like yeah. both people that were kind of stars of the breakout tournament in their respective kind of years. And I don't know. Yeah, there's there's still a lot they can do with Grimes. I wouldn't say he's, he's in a hole, um, but it's always exciting to kind of speculate where they can go with it. Um, We've also got a question uh, from, in fact, it's a second question from Joe. How quickly will Samara Joe rip Cross's nips off? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know if I'm looking forward to this match or not. I'm Ooh. still arguing with myself because it's controversial. Go on. Well, Joe is good, right? But we've not seen him in a while. It's been a while, yeah. right? It's, that should be excitement in itself. It's exciting, but at the same the time, part of two years. It's exciting, Troy, but it's also worrying because it's been two years. I see. Yeah. I mean, he's been, he would have been at the PC, wouldn't he? He's, he's not coming into this having never stepped into a ring. Like, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Carrying Cross isn't the greatest person to fight against Fisher I mean, first match back. It'll be hard hitting, I think. They're, they're the going to have they a should. stiff match. Yeah. There's, it's not going to be high flying. It's not going to be technical. It's not going to be nice to watch. But that's both men's style. Yeah. But 
I, I, I'm just debating it. There's other matches I think I'm more intrigued about than. Joe's going to end him with a muscle buster. Uh, pro- <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, it probably um, doesn't help that Joe's expected to win because of main roster. Yeah, teams. I think I'd buy into yeah. this match more had Cross not shown up on Raw the last two weeks. Yeah, that's that's ruined it for me. I yeah. I was excited to see Joe come back. I was excited to see whoever Joe faced. Excited to see him back in a ring. And this match would have excited me more had I not had he not been shown on Raw. So yeah, a little bit disappointing. A uh, couple of other quick questions. Um, our very own Jay asks, "Will there be bacon?" Um, always, Jay. There will always be bacon. Thick boy bacon. Thick boy bacon. Um, Big tasty boy says, uh, "Is NXT back to being developmental? A developmental brand?" Um, for you, Aaron, like they've never I've, stopped being developmental, have they? I've, I, as much as you hear it when I say it, it's, I'm still agreeing with myself. I still say it. The thing is, it, it depends what perspective you look at. No. If you look at it from like from anything on Raw's Matter, if you look at it from, from Vince McMahon perspective, they're developmental. It's a call-up. Every time they go to main roster, yeah. it's a call-up. But call- that's, that's, the thing, that's the thing, though, that I, that I find confusing. And they it's... treat they treat it like developmental, not a third brand. However, Charlotte won the Women's Royal Rumble last year. And what belt did she choose to go for? The NXT Women's Championship. Because the stipulation of winning the Rumble is you can challenge for any world title you want. So one minute they're treating the Women's Championship in NXT like a world title. The next minute it's developmental brand. They don't know whether it's a third brand or whether it's developmental. So whilst I do agree with you to a point, it's like they pick and choose when they want it to be a brand and when they want it to be developmental, when it's a call-up, when it's a move-over. So, did Vince get to choose that? Because Charlotte probably got bored, got her pulling power going, and just went, Rhea Ripley, mania. I'm no doing nothing else. And she got it like that. <laughs> Book it, Vince. Book it, Vince, right now. <laughs> or I'm no doing nothing else. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence about that one, uh, whether it's been back to being a developmental brand or not. It's... Week on week, literally week after week, it changes. One minute they're allowing Charlotte to address the fact that she was an NXT champion. The next minute she's not. The next minute her NXT reigns aren't included as her overall championship kind of reigns. Mm-hmm. One minute they're, they're introducing Finn Balor as a former NXT champion. And do you know what I mean? Like it's week on week, yeah. depending on whether you watch Raw or SmackDown. It's like you remember Survivor Series 2019 when NXT won overall. I mean, they don't. I do. They don't. I do. <laughs> but I also remember Walter getting squished by Drew McIntyre in less Fucking than two hell. minutes. <laughs> That's that is abysmal. That's abysmal. NXT UK is a developmental is developmental. You hold your fork tongue. <laughs> I will slap you from here through the screen. <laughs> um and then finally, uh, Jay has another question. If Cross was in New Japan, how would Okada beat him with one or more Rainmaker? Uh, member Osprey. Just one. Just one. For the reference, our Wrestle Kingdom night what? Was it one or two? One, I think it was. Oh, one night, night one watch along, Osprey lost with one Rainmaker. 
and I think I ranted about it for a solid ten minutes. You had a you had a that. right old boo, didn't you? I I was quite drunk also, Troy. Of course but, you were. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love, so for those that don't know, Aaron was quite drunk. Wrestle Kingdom for us in the UK was also on at seven in the morning, seven a.m. British summertime. Well, not uh, summertime; it's winter. Uh, UK uh, time, Greenwich Mean Time. It would have hit about nine o'clock by that point. I mean, still, it's <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's fine, mate. We've all done it. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's tie, tie a knot around the top of that mailbag uh, and let it fill. Oh, no, you can't fill up a mailbag if there's a knot around the top. No, I'll leave it open. I'll put the mailbag out. Put a slit in it like a letter box. That's it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You can drop us any questions for the UWP mailbag, whether it's for NXT, NXT UK, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, New Japan, Impact, or any other promotion around the world, or just any general questions. Um, you can do that by giving us a shout on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, DMs are wide open, so drop us a question. And you can also join our Discord server at the same address, at Untitled Rest Pod, and use the channel on their podcast mailbag. Thanks for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure, as always. We've been the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. This has been your NXT review, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Which NXT star can Jesus relate to most? Go on. Karrion Cross. Um... <laughs> It's so simple, but so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of t-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.